out on the road Waiting for a new episode We've been thinking of you Just what you need Oh yeah, yeah Now that the show's underway I guess we can call it a day You're ready for And welcome back to another episode of the Bowfinger Minute Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts like myself are examining the 1999 Frank Oz-directed comedy, Bowfinger, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm Robert Smith, coming to you from beautiful Tombstone. Yes, that one. And I'll be your host for this minute of the movie. You may know me from my own little show, Support Your Local Podcast, where I invite you to pull up a chair, kick up your boots, and take a sip on a nice, cold sarsaparilla. Sarsaparilla. What? Well, I would write it down, but I don't figure you could read it. Sody pop. Today, we're going to take a look at Minute 80. We begin with a body double transforming into a literal stagehand, and end with, instead of them getting to the choppa, the choppa getting to them. Before we get there, I do want to take a moment and bring a, a little bit of the Support Your Local Podcast flavor to the show. Uh, I have a segment where I take a, a bit of a deep dive into one of the key members of the movie, the, the movers and shakers, if you will. And uh, for today, I'm just going to jump right into a little segment I like to call Remember the Name. That's about all I'm going to do the rest of my life is go around remembering your name. And welcome to another segment of Remember the Name. The segment where we take a, a bit of a deeper dive into one of the movers and shakers of the, the movie, kind of get a, a feel for where they've come from, where they're at, and where they're, where they're going to be after this movie. And, you know, if anything, it serves as a, hey, I liked them in this. Where else can I find them? Uh, today, I don't think it's going to be too big of a shocker on where you can find this gentleman. I don't think that... Uh, there's going to be some hidden gems in here or, or ones that you haven't really heard of. Uh, we're talking about one Mr. Eddie Murphy. Obviously a legend in Hollywood. Uh, as of this uh, recording, just recently got like a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Golden Globes. Um, this guy was probably the one of, I, I, I'm, I'm struggling to think of another, probably one of the biggest... 80s superstars that wasn't the big muscle bound action hero like a like an Arnie or like a Sly he he in his own right was doing some action in his own right was doing some big 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 movies um but not known for that he's just in there as the comedic genius that he is um got his uh, big start his his big notice on the national scale uh, obviously with Saturday Night Live from 1980 to 84 
Um, this is where I may have first seen him. Again, some of these earlier SNLs used to be on reruns and syndication quite a bit. So uh, I was pretty young when I, I would have discovered him and he may have been in, in there. Um, but obviously some some of the classic characters on Saturday Night Live that still live on to this day. And, and, and many thought that he was definitely the star of that group of the cast. He's not one of the original ones, uh, like the Ackroyds, the Chevys, the Bill Murrays, but he's kind of in that very next class that came through and, and was definitely uh, the breakout star in regards to that. Uh, such famous characters as uh, Buckwheat, Gumby, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Mister Robinson's Neighborhood, things like that. Like, I still to this day will bust out the occasional Gumby, Merry Christmas, damn it! Or, you know, the, the buckwheat, if I'm just feeling silly and humming tunes to myself or, or much to the chagrin of my children, humming them to my children, I will still bust out the, the, the buckwheat sings the hits and, you know, the uns, tass, free times a mayday. I'll, I'll still hit that out, but um, had his first big... Uh, movie start in 1982 in 48 hours uh, the the buddy cop ish uh, movie with uh, Nick Nolte uh, 83 we have trading places where that's probably the the most popular uh, movie that I remember him of in that time frame um, obviously it's 83 I was one years old I'm talking about later in life when I, I started watching these things um, but that was the movie Dan Aykroyd uh, very 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 popular 84. Big action breakout hit with Beverly Hills Cop, uh, 86, Golden Child. So when I said that I probably knew him from SNL first, that may not be entirely true. Uh, realistically, this probably was the first movie of his that I, I saw. Uh, I, I distinctly remember it being uh, my parents had rented it or it was one of our free months on HBO type thing. If you wonder what that means, just, just look it up sometime. We, that's how some of us poor people had to rely on, on seeing some of these movies. Um, not the greatest movie. And I remember it not being the greatest movie. I remember my dad really not liking the movie, but, um, that was my exposure to Eddie Murphy. That's what I, I swear I started seeing his, his kind of comedic chops and wanting to see more of him, despite the fact that the movie wasn't that great. 87, Beverly Hills Cop 2. Uh, this is also when he releases his stand-up comedy special, Raw. And uh, fun little side story of, of this. My my sister, my one of my old... My, both my sisters are older than me, but our, our middle sister, essentially. Uh, Jay, Jaylene. She was working with me at The Farm, which was just this local pharmacy chain, uh, kind of like a Rite Aid or a CVS or a Walgreens much smaller, but, uh, we were working together and she had made a reference to a joke in, in raw. And this is, this is when I was probably 19, uh, maybe, maybe 20. Um, so we're talking like 2002 ish and raw is in 87, but she grew up as a teenager in the eighties. So she would have grown, grown up with, with this. She made a reference to a joke from raw and I had never seen it, heard of it anything. I knew Eddie Murphy from Saturday Night Live. I knew Eddie Murphy as the, the movie star. I did not really understand that he was a stand-up comedian, uh, primarily at, at, during that time frame. 
And so she made a reference to the joke and I, I just kind of blank faced her and she knows I'm the reference guy. Like anytime somebody makes a movie reference, I, I, <laughs> I got that one, uh, but nothing just stonewall to no sold it. And so she goes, Oh my God, how did you live with us? And we never <laughs> got you to ever see this. So she proceeds to very poorly. I, I love you, Jay. Um, give me kind of the breakdown of the the Bigfoot jokes. And this and the Bigfoot joke may be from Delirious, now that I'm thinking about it, but essentially she was telling me about these two specials, Delirious and Raw. So I go back home, and that night I, uh, I threw completely legal means. Um, in no way, shape, or form did I torrent the, those two specials on my computer. Um, yeah, I uh, did not do that. But I was listening to them and had my headphones on and I must have been laughing so loud that when I came downstairs in the morning, uh, when I woke up, my parents asked me what in the heck I was watching because I was guffawing in laughter so hard after seeing these. And it, it was much like Jay telling me the jokes. She couldn't really even keep it together long enough thinking about the jokes to get them out and tell me about them. But anyways, it's a fun story. If you've not watched Raw and Delirious, there are some uh, iffy 2020 lens uh, jokes that, that don't really fly right now, but 95% of that is still gold. Uh, definitely go out and watch it. 88 coming to America. Uh, 92, Boomerang, 94, Beverly Hills Cop 3, 95, Vampire in Brooklyn. Uh, 96 is when he really kind of, Beverly Hills Cop 3 and, and the and Vampire Brooklyn was kind of the downswing of Eddie Murphy's rise. Um, but he really came back again. Like you think of, and I think I even made mention of Eddie Murphy's dark period. Now that I'm looking at the dates and the times of some of these movies, he never really had one. He just kind of moved on to things. So he wasn't the biggest movie star in the world, but he was still doing monster movies. So like 96, he does Nutty Professor. That was huge. You could not escape that movie. 98, he's in Disney's Mulan as the voice of the the, the dragon. Um, uh, Dr. Doolittle as well in 98. That was fairly big. Going into 99, here we are with Bowfinger, which I mistakenly always assumed was not in the, the, the good times of Eddie Murphy it was kind of in that downswing. I was, I was horribly wrong. And thankfully, you know, like I, 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 I love me some Eddie Murphy. Oh, one, you have voice of donkey and Shrek. So again, putting himself right back up there on the map. Uh, Oh three daddy daycare haunted mansion where admittedly kind of a downswing, but in retrospect, it's just him doing something different. He's focusing more on kids movies, uh, which is kind of the trajectory of, of a career uh, nowadays. And then 06, you have Dreamgirls, where he gets back into more of the prestige uh, awards type uh, type thing. So he's done a ton of things since 06. I, I, I've already taken up enough of your time on this. You guys know who Eddie Murphy is. I don't I don't have to tell you. I just want to take a moment and share some time and, and gush about him with you uh, as fellow fans. But let's get back to the movie. I appreciate you guys. And this has been Remember the Name. You tell him I remember his name and we're back. We start our minute with the, the Tower of the Observatory spinning and Jeff popping up. Uh, just to, to pop back down, he, he sticks a microphone up in the air in, in hopes to catch the, the fateful line from inside. And I found this a bit odd as to why is Jeff the one up there? Was, 
was it because we hadn't seen his character in a while? Uh, you know, so we, we had to give him something to do, remind us that, that he exists, or did Eddie Murphy want or demand a, a, a bit more screen time? Uh, I, I know in doing trivia for the, the movie, uh, they had him for a very limited amount of time, so I'm not sure about that. I mean, we we already have an audio guy. He was he was the one that was recording the the silent security monitors, if you remember. So why isn't he up there? But we also have to kind of question how effective is that microphone going to capture something from the the slit of that observatory tower? Because shouldn't he be inside hiding somewhere? I mean, we, we see a cord coming off the microphone, but that's presumably running just to a, a box of some sort that's with Jif. Um, he couldn't be running down to the crew because they just got there. But I, I, I guess, you know, and think about if if they were expecting this shot, they, they could have pre-ran it. So, uh, But it still doesn't seem like they had that kind of prep time before Kit and, and Daisy arrived. So uh, anyways... Daisy takes Kit upstairs, eh, eh, and uh, without any accent at all, she tells him that there's only one thing that can save us, and that's to say the words, gotcha, suckas. Um, Kit understandably says, what? As I, I think most of us did as soon as we saw Bowfinger read that, uh, that last line way back in the beginning and, and started his plot to not have Kit involved but involved. Um, so not involved. Yeah, not involved, but involved. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. She, she puts Kit on his mark and, and Bowfinger quickly has the camera turned to see the pyro go off on the, the quote alien antenna, unquote. And maybe they did have more prep time than I gave them credit for because they were able to get some sparklers way up there. Uh, the, the accent magically reappears so now I don't know if I need to retract my previous praise for Daisy keeping character because now I'm wondering if she's just doing the accent when she knows she's on camera. And if so, then why is she telling Kit about the aliens and CIA and such when she's supposedly not on camera? The plot thickens. She tells him again to say the magic line. But he's interrupted with the Godnadless policeman and the 20s gangster down on the ground, presumably coming for his brains. This um, understandably keeps him frightened, and he's unable to pull off the line. Uh, Bowfinger's doing his best Emperor Palpatine, trying to force Will Kit into saying the line when everyone is distracted by a noise. As our crew turn to see the three helicopters arriving, you have to wonder if this is the police crew from Monty Python and the Holy Grail and they're just getting ready to shut down our production. And, and, and you know, after all, in fact, this, this is a silly movie. But uh, I know we have some time left in the movie, so I don't think it will be as abrupt. We'll see. No, wait, we won't. That's, that's the end of our minute. And unfortunately, that is the end of the minutes with, with me. Uh, what will happen next? I know I'll be tuning in to find out when the uh, the pod hits minute eighty one. I uh, I want to take these uh, these closing moments to thank everyone involved in the movies by minutes project. This has been a amazing experience, and thank you for having me. Most importantly, um, thank you to the the listeners for taking the time to listen to me ramble about. 
if you like what you hear, you know, please take a moment, check out the little show I do. It's support your local podcast and it's available on all of your favorite platforms. Um, if you don't like what you hear, Hey man, I get it. I don't like me either. Uh, you may ask where can you find the, the rest of the Bowfinger podcast that doesn't involve me? Well, really easy to find, uh, Apple podcast, Spotify, and Google play. Just check out Bowfinger minute podcast. Uh, they do have a website, bowfingerminute.com. If you have the time and we're talking, you know, mere seconds, please take the time to like subscribe and review the show on Apple podcast. Uh, if you're on social media, check out welcome to Mindhead, the Bowfinger minute listener center on Facebook. Uh, if you're on Twitter, check out Bowfinger minute. And, uh, as this is our Friday episode, uh, just want to mention there are hundreds of other Movies by Minute podcasts available at MoviesByMinutes.com. Uh, please check out the site for more great shows. If you love a movie, I can almost guarantee you that there is already a Movies by Minute podcast, or maybe two of that movie. If there is a movie that you love that you don't see a Movies by Minute podcast, hey, do what I did. Make one. Uh, it really is that easy. We always, always, always look for uh, fresh new faces in our genre. Hit us up if you if you ever need to know how. But uh, as it is also Friday, I want to uh, take a moment and mention that the, uh, the singer of the opening song that you hear is Mr. Maff, uh, and he is available on Spotify. Thank you, uh, sir, for uh, the intro music. Uh, until we meet again, folks, uh, this has been a great week. I hope you enjoyed it. Join us here next time on the Bowfinger Minute. It's time for me to tag out and get uh, the fresh new babyface team in here. But in the meantime, keep it together. Keep it together. Keep it together. I hope that we'll see you again. Because there's always one more